Hey everybody, when you hear that music, you know it's time for on the lighter side of baseball. And we are back today. The World Series is set, and we are waiting for the voice of the Milwaukee Brewers, none other than Craig Kashan, to join us. And that should be happening here pretty soon, unless he's trying to duck me again. Actually, he's never ducked me ever. Uh, there was a little snow coming into Madison or out near where he lives in the outskirts of, and uh, he's doing a little yard work. But I am quite certain that he'll be joining us very soon to discuss the current World Series opponents. And I want to see if he's ever heard of anybody on the Rays. So the disparity in salary is $250 million to $60 million. The point that I made last year before the season even started was that if your salary is in the top 10%, you're going to get uh, into the playoffs 70% of the time. So we'll discuss that with Craig, too, because I see on my screen that he's coming in for a meeting. So hold on, see if I can pause it, and we'll be right back. All right, folks. I've had the honor and the privilege to have Craig. I don't even need to introduce him anymore. Everybody that listens to the show uh, knows Craig, and they clamor for Craig. And now you got Craig, and here we are, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know on? who's clam. I don't know who's clamoring besides you. Oh, I tell you what, <laughs> they love it. Guys are calling me and saying they're laughing out loud at our show, and I go, I don't think it's that funny. It's the lighter side of baseball. It's not, there's nothing light about baseball right now, is there? I mean, I hate to be, I hate to start out like this season sucks. <laughs> yeah. So this is so fitting for your disposition. This is perfect for you. Uh Hey, you know, we're, we're headed to the World Series. You know, we're going to wrap this thing up. We got a, what do we have, a week, maybe nine days of baseball left. And, and hopefully we can put this thing to bed and we'll never have another season like this again. But it is, um, it is very ironic that in this season where you had 60 regular season games, you had 16 playoff teams, more, more than any in the history of baseball in one year, and you predicted, everyone predicted that, you know, Lord knows what we were going to see in the postseason and whatnot. And how about the number one team in the National League and the number one team in the American League end up surviving and, and getting through the playoffs to meet each other in the World Series? So, you know, I, I think that's, uh, that's kind of a story in itself, to be honest with you. I think it you know, I, I like to see that, even though I really don't care about either one of these two teams. And I don't, I don't care what the Dodgers will ever do with their high payroll. I, I think it's, it's, it's fitting. And um, I'm not saying I'm clamoring to watch this World Series, but I'll pay attention to it. I've paid attention to everything. I haven't, you know, gone out of my way to stay up late or, or whatnot, but uh you know, I, I do. I did like the playoff format, Jamie. I, I did like all the teams. I did like having, you know, a week or ten days to turn the TV on at eleven or noon and start watching baseball for twelve hours. You know, or, or to have it on anyway. So that was kind of fun. I thought. Well, what about my disposition? I don't. Let's go back to my disposition. What do you mean, <laughs> my disposition? I'm a upbeat, you're Mr. Negative. I'm, you're I'm Mr. an Negative. upbeat, positive guy. Predict, no, you're not. I, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> oh my goodness! And my, everybody knows it. <laughs> my, I tell you what, the uh, there's a 230 million dollar disparity between the original start of spring training payroll for the Dodgers and the Rays. Number one, number two, as I said last year. Um, if you're in the top 10% of the payrolls, you've got a 70% chance of getting in the playoffs, which even with the normal playoff, without like everybody but Cleveland gets into the into – the, you remember that old NBA deal I've talked about where the NBA used to play the entire year to eliminate Cleveland and then everybody else yes. – Okay, it's funny, yeah, Craig, it's laugh. Funny. Anyway. Yeah, it's very funny. <laughs> Damn, you're funny. Now I know why people are listening. <laughs> <laughs> they love they love entertainment. Okay, smart guy. Name the infield of the Tampa Bay Rays. I can't do it. I'm not even close. <laughs> I, not even going to try. I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm looking at those guys, and I've heard of Kiermaier, you know, um, uh, because the well, Royals. G-Man Choi's at first because the Brewers traded 
came away a couple of years ago. Is he so. the only brewer on the race? No. Uh, um, Aguilar's on the race. No, I thought Aguilar's on Miami, dude. Oh, he is on, yeah. So the other Florida team. Oh, man. Yeah, they're both in the playoffs. Yes, folks, the lightest out of bed. This is my baseball expert, the voice of the Brewers, the pregame, the postgame. So for a half an hour, I'm, uh, luckily, this show doesn't go viral. I'm, I'm sitting there last night for half an hour going, well, Joe Buck did football. Now I got to listen to B.A. And all of a sudden I'm going, well, this guy's, do, and <laughs> Craig's not going to comment, so this is, is it a soliloquy when you're by yourself talking or uh, I don't know. And then I finally realized that BA does, you know, uh, TBS and not Fox. So this was Joe, somebody. I think it was uh, Joe Daniels. Who is the, who's the Dodgers television guy who took over for Vin Scully. Well, so he got a gig on boy, that kind of, so yeah. So how about that? So Joe Buck did the first six games and then, and then NFL Sunday came along, and then they said, oh, you do NFL Sunday. And even though it's game seven, we'll, we're going to have somebody else do the game, which I was shocked. I, I don't know what goes into contracts and, and decisions and stuff. I really don't. But I think it was, it was a shocker that in, the, in game seven of a league championship series that the lead announcer for the network – uh, was shifted over to do what what amounted to a meaningless NFL game. I mean, he did the Packers-Tampa Bay game week five or six of the NFL season. I mean, to me, that's a meaningless game. And and I, I was and the replacement is is the Dodgers right. uh, television voice. And the Dodgers are playing in Game Seven. I was very I was very, very surprised uh, that that all transpired yesterday. I mean, and, and again, I don't know what goes into it. I really don't. But um, I was I, I was shocked. You know, it's interesting. Yeah, I was too because obviously the ratings in the NFL are better than uh, Game 7 of, of uh, uh, ALCS or NLCS because maybe Buck's contract says if there's a – although, you know, in the old days, like last year – um, unfortunately, I think Fox has the World Series until long after I'm dead. And, uh, you know, usually Joe was there, but by the grace of God, we had somebody else. And I, as I've said many times before, the, the guys that do the local TV ought to be the guys on, on at least part of the broadcast. Uh, you know, when uh, Arazarena, I'd never heard of this guy, whoever – Arena, Randy Arazarena, what a great name. He'd be a great name for a soccer player. I don't know about a baseball player, but he was – you look confused. Craig and I can see each other, even though we don't do the, the video. And I got to tell Craig, he was the ALCS MVP of the playoff game. I know who he is. <laughs> and, and here's the other thing. I don't think it's uh, – I think it's uh, Rose, Rosarena. Rosarena. What do I call him? A Rosarena? Well, hit the beginning. Well, hit, it is spelled with an A in the front end, so I, I don't know. But that's uh, I, I had not heard of him until the postseason. Every time I look up, he's hit. What, what did he hit? Seven home runs or something? Oh my like God! That? Yeah, he's Four. just muscling that juice ball wow. out of here. Um, the shortstop Adamas or something. Never heard of yeah. him before. You know, he's no. kind of funny. The um, I can't even tell you their third baseman. Um, well, I mean, this is the ironic thing about about Tampa now. So think about this for for both of these teams, really. I mean, the Cubs never played the Dodgers this year. The Brewers did in the playoff, uh, the the first round of the playoffs. But um, and then everybody everybody knows who's on the Dodgers because most of the guys that are on most of the players are front line high paid players, and it's completely opposite of Tampa Bay. But the thing about this year is the divisional matchups for the regular season. Like all of these names, most of these teams are, there's no crossover. There's no familiarity. And I think, you know, this is what makes it a little bit difficult at this point to watch some of these games, to watch the playoffs, because it's not, 
it's not a true format and and nobody has a great familiarity and i think in baseball when you play a game every single day for almost 7 months there's there's some kind of familiarity if you're following the game as closely as a lot of diehards do and and i think that's that's one of the things that covid robbed everybody of this right. year for for an entire season of baseball is the familiarity thing. We shouldn't be in the World Series, you and I, who are who are big baseball fans and, and keep track of everything, tr- trying to figure out who everybody is on, on the Tampa Bay Rays. But that's where we are today. And and, and we're not alone, man. We're, we're just two people out of thousands and hundreds and millions of fans that follow baseball going, what the heck is going on here? And what am I going to watch starting on Tuesday? It's It's – David and Goliath, clearly. Yeah, it, it is. And, you know, the Braves were kind of the same way. I mean, they had uh, some guys that you, Freddie Freeman you'd heard of before, obviously. And, um, oh, the, the guy with the yellow sleeve, Azuna, he's been on every team uh, in, in the last couple yeah. of years. And then well, and um, if, uh, Ronald Acuna, I mean, he's a rising star. Yeah, they, they well, played Max the free. I mean, the, the Braves have some name, have some they do. name talent, for sure. They do. I remember Acuna, Acuna and yeah. Albies killed the Cubs before anybody had ever heard of these guys. And I'm going, yeah. how in the heck are these guys banging balls off of the wall at Wrigley? And, you know, now they're both stars. Now, did you watch uh, the, the game last night against the, uh, the, the Game 7 that we're talking about? I, I didn't watch it. I did not watch it beginning to end. I, I saw bits and pieces of it. I saw the uh, uh, the tying home run and the go ahead home run in the seventh for for Los Angeles. A big, obviously, a big come from behind win. I mean, let's face it, they were down they were down three one in that series and, right. and to finish it off the way they did. But but you know what? When they were down three one, they did everything in the in the last you know, uh, game, you know, to get victory two, three, and four is they've been doing all year. I mean, they, they had a dominant regular season and it's because they are loaded. And the funny thing about it, Jamie, is you look at, you look at how they, they kind of mounted their comeback and how, uh, Dave Roberts handled his pitching staff. Yeah. Who saw that coming? For as loaded as a, a starting five as they have, and in in good bullpen that they have, I mean they were they were looking like Craig Council managed Los Angeles Dodgers there for right. a pretty good stretch. Yeah, and I, I, clearly I was about to say I'm not a big Roberts fan. I liked him as a player, and it's a you know it's a pretty easy lineup to manage. But he stayed cool and calm and collected, and. Um, you compare that to Craig Council, who doesn't have that same uh, $270 million payroll or 200 or whatever. They, actually, the Dodgers were fifth, I think. They, they weren't the Cubs. They weren't the Yankees. They weren't the, I can't remember, the Red Sox and some other team that overspent per victory. But, um, you know, Roberts did a pretty good job. I was laughing the uh, – the talk about the lighter side of baseball was the Braves base running. They, they literally lost that series in two games, maybe three of just horrendous base running. So I don't know if you were watching, they have guys on second and third and nobody out. The infield is not playing in for the Dodgers. Nobody out guy hits a, um, I, it wasn't Marquecas. It might've been uh, Albies. It's a, uh, a bullet to third, and the I guess Alves was on third. He takes off running, and he's pegged at home. The first out at home. So if he just held on, he'd have guys at second and third, one out. Instead, he tries to score. They get him in a rundown. Um, the big redheaded third baseman dude dives for him and misses him three times with his glove. But as he's bouncing around on the ground, his glove gets the bottom of the base runner's shoe for out number one. I don't know if it was who the nut was, Riley or my whatever the guy's name is, takes off for third. They get a double play. Yeah, 
Yeah. You know, the, the, you know, it went five, two, five, two, five, six for right. the double play. And, yeah. and then the other day, Ozuna's sitting a foot off of the base and doesn't tag up on time. They replay right. that. He gets screwed. So it's just like Nelly would go absolutely crazy. You take where the way the game has become home run derby. You take out bunning. Nobody, nobody, but, oh, man, you know, Marcakis might bunt. He bunted once, and it was 12 years ago. Um, so there's no, nothing about baseball. It's just home run derby, and occasionally there's three or four runs that happen to be scored by mistake with base hits. But other than that, it's a boring product. I mean, MLB, now maybe somebody likes it, but but you take – and again, why is it boring? I think because they eliminated the DH in the, or they have the DH in both leagues now. Which I hope, I hope the National League says, "Hey, we're not doing that again." That was a, that was bad. But you know, people probably like that. They love the, they love the. Uh, so is my disposition coming through on this? <laughs> just, just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. Well, I wonder what the ratings were. I didn't look. Probably didn't care. But I know that at the beginning it was big, and then it kind of taped off, tapered off. Um, I like well, the wild. I, I think it's interesting you bring up the uh, the ratings thing. First of all, I could go back and so you remember the ratings thing because I want to talk about that. But I, I think the other thing that I want to address that you brought up as far as the actual game of baseball right now, which is, I think, I think you were trying to go somewhere with this. And, and I think the point to be made is, you know, we've taken the small ball philosophy of bunting out of baseball. Has that, you know, this whole um, hit, hit, you know, hit for the home run, hit for the gap, hit for the extra base hit, uh, been taken taken away now guys in base running. And and how how can you be doubled up when you have second and third and nobody out? I mean – How to ball the third. It it, it just – I mean, mean, stuff like that, especially what we're talking about. We're talking about a league championship series. We're talking about – an opportunity to go to the world series has have those things in baseball that have changed the offensive part of the game taken away. What do you do when there's guys on base? Where's, where's your philosophy? Where's your intelligence? Um, And, and granted we're looking at one thing, but I mean, you can look at, you can look at the regular season and you can have a leadoff double. You can have a leadoff triple. And I, I would guess that the uh, that the chances of scoring a run in baseball right now are less than fifty percent, easily, yeah. in that scenario. And I, and I think before, you know, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, and and you know, in all the baseball you and I grew up in, it just wasn't that way. I mean, it just. It, you know, if you get a leadoff double or a triple, you're scoring a run. You're figuring out a way to score and run. You're manufacturing it, and and I think, I think you can you can say to a certain extent that that uh, the whole manufacturing a run thing is completely being wiped out right now. Yeah. And, and I don't know if that's a good thing or not. You know, I I enjoyed that aspect of baseball. I I enjoy watching pitchers hit in the national league. And, and if that goes away, I will sorely miss that. I really will. I think it's a, a cool alternative to watching baseball and, and yeah. it changes the game sometimes. And I think a lot of people go, Oh man, I'd much rather watch a guy who have a possibility of hitting a home run. And I say to that, well, go to a batting cage and hit. I mean, it's just boring. And not only is it, it's all tied together in, in, in my mind with the, uh, the, the first four innings last night. They finished the first four innings at, I want to say, 9.20. Yeah, it was almost two hours in, I think. Two hours in on the first yeah. four innings. And I said, you know, I'd, I'd rather watch a replay of uh, 
of the Bears' pathetic offense. And, and then I was reminded by the Packers even more pathetic. Oh, you know, hate to bring this up, but that was the best thing I saw all day was the Packers getting their butt kicked. That was the worst thing I saw all day. <laughs> I figured. And, uh, <laughs> so, and, hey, uh, how about how about this? And I don't think we've – I don't think I mentioned it. Maybe I did. If I did, nobody cares if I repeat. So, one of the things Nelly had in his memorabilia, which I got when Nelly went north, the picture was of three Green Bay Packers. One was Willie Wood. One was Elijah Pitts. And one was uh, Herb Adderley. So two guys in the Hall of Fame, two great back, defensive backs. And uh, so I'm up in Wisconsin with nothing but Packer backers, and even in northern Wisconsin. And so I say to this guy, look, you know, next time I, when I come back, I'm going to bring this picture that Nellie gave me. I don't want it. I mean, no Bear fans going to have a picture of anybody. Even those three guys are pretty cool. So I, I had seen – that Willie Wood autographed at Willie Wood Hall of Fame, 19-whatever. And I'm heading over to this guy's house with a picture, and I kind of turn it around, and in green, I don't even know if they had Sharpies back then, in a green fat pen, must have been a Sharpie, Herb Adderley signed it. Now, Pitts hadn't signed it, so here's two signatures from, from famous Packer, Packer players. You know, it's a muddy game back when, you know, in the 60s when when football was football and baseball was baseball. Bill Mazeroski, 1960. That was cool. I saw that home run. Uh, be that as it may. So that's my Green Bay Packer, Nelly, kind of blending all this into the fact that the Bears are 5-1 and one, tied with the Packers in the Central. Pretty cool. Well, you have one more win than uh, than we do, by the way. Aren't you guys 5-1? Five and five and one? One. No, 4-1. Four and, four and one. We already had a bye. Oh, man, so. the, the the Bears' offense had a bye last, yesterday. I think they always have a bye, but the defense bailed them out. And whoever they played, well, they played yeah, the we, Panthers. We, uh, I, I think that was uh, maybe the worst uh, performance that I've seen. A, a, a team that's pretty good, by the way. The Packers are pretty good. Um, after a bye week to come out and have a, a really good first quarter, you're up ten nothing, and then and then yeah. absolutely disappear after that. That doesn't happen too often, that's for sure. But how, how do we get? How did we get over to, um, <laughs> to the NFL? By the way, well we're, before we're, we hey, before we leave, I can push. I can bring this all together again. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, I think one of the things though is is um, one of the topics that I wanted to hit was ratings and yeah and i think this is this is well, what's well wait a minute we'll, right we'll get to that in a minute relax i know in our production meeting craig and i talked about the points we want to make so in the packers <laughs> you got um the quarterback from the from the uh cowboys aikman and yeah. joe buck if i'm not mistaken so here's how i make the transition with baseball and football well this when is gonna be beautiful i can tell right now. when it's 10 to nothing yeah, and all Aikman and Buck could do is talk about how great Aaron Rodgers was, and that they didn't draft any receivers that Rodgers wanted. But it didn't matter because they had so many opportunities, so many weapons that they could have drafted from high school, and it wouldn't matter to Aaron Rodgers. So I turn off the TV. No self-respecting Bears fans going to watch that game with Joe Buck and Kurt uh, and Aikman just drooling all over. Aaron Rodgers and I so I put it down and all of a sudden I'm looking at my phone I go 31 to 10 <laughs> turn that baby back on and it was <laughs> sorry man you even probably no. win the Super Bowl no so, that's all right that's all right because here's the thing <laughs> you, you, you turned it off and they were they were drilling all over Rodgers and then and then all of a sudden things started going south and then they turned into what all the Packer fans hate about them because everything that was going wrong with the Packers, they were like exemplifying and, and saying, yep, that's the right call. Yep. That's the right call. So, you know, there are a lot of TVs having bricks being thrown at them in Wisconsin. And that's just how it works with those two guys up there. But uh, isn't that funny that you bring that up? Because I think that's true for any NFL broadcast. 
like last week the Chiefs were playing the Raiders, and it seemed to me like these two bozos could not have been any more pro-Raider than if they brought their, their home crew with them. But I think yeah. when these guys go with whoever's winning, and so if your team's losing, it sounds like these guys have just jumped ship and are not being objective broadcasters. And uh, I'm sure the ratings suffer. So speaking of ratings, what do you think? Well, here's the ratings thing that I, that I wanted to bring up. And I, and I think <clears throat> it's just something to talk about because, you know, you and I are, are two pretty Joe average Midwestern guys that have uh, a lot of sports that interest in us and, and, you know, we'll, we'll take time to watch and, and we, you know, between the city of Chicago and, and I know Kansas city is near and dear to your heart as well, as far as, you know, and then Wisconsin, as far as, um, you know, those, those teams, those a lot of good professional teams in those States right now. And it's, it's really interesting because when we were off for the, uh, during the pandemic, um, neutral zone period of when are we going to start up with sports again? You know, March, April, May, June, we get into July and then finally sports starts up with uh, baseball. And then shortly after NBA and NHL, I really thought that after all of that time off of not having live sports action, that our TV sets would be burning up that ratings would be off the charts because people can't attend these games for starters. And so their greatest interest and in, in only way to watch a game is through the television. And, and I've been very, very surprised uh, over this last three months of sports being back, uh, how poor the ratings really are in just about every level of any sport that we're talking about right now. And I think one of the things when I watch as a sports fan that that makes it odd for me to totally get into is the fact that, you know, there, there's no home team advantage. There's no crowd in the background. There's nobody cheering that, you know, I was making a comment to my, my wife the other day on Saturday, we were watching some college football, flipping around the channels, trying to watch the best matchups. And even in the, in the Southern States, where they do allow some fans to be in the, the production on the television um, we call them cutaways. So let's just say there's a pass play and then pass is complete. And then they'll show somebody in the stands or a group of people in the stands. And in a normal time, they'll stick on that for two, three, four, five, sometimes six seconds with the fans. And I've noticed with the very few fans in the stands that these cutaway shots just to, just to fill some time in between plays are no longer than a second. So it's like, you can't even really grasp what you're seeing. Well, there's somebody in the stand. Oh, now it's gone. And, and it's been this way. I've noticed this fall and with all the sports and I, I just think there's, I, I just think that without the fans there, there's a, there's something that, that also gets taken away from watching the game on TV. You do realize, um, you do realize that these cardboard cutouts aren't going to be very animated, so the shots are going to be a little slower. They're not going to stick no. with that. Because See, like, Mr. Negative, was... <laughs> you know, don't do that to me because that's not what I, I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking, well, Craig, they're cutting away to a picture of Don Mattingly in a cardboard deal in Miami. Yeah, that's not no. what I'm talking about, and you know it. <laughs> well, in Chicago, you know, with Harry Carey, the cutaways were always to, you know, fairly attractive women drinking, you know, seven innings of beer. Are you talking more about that? Well, I'm just saying that there's uh, there's now you have to understand what I'm talking about here. There is a wonderful interaction between sports and fans. Right. And yes, it is missing right now. But in some stadiums, in some sports, there are fans in the stands. Right. And and right now, I, I feel that they're being almost overly produced out of the picture and out of the scenario and out of the script almost just because 
just because there might be uh, two empty seats around them. Oh, yeah. No, it's 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 just a weird thing. It's just it uh, is. It, you know. I think besides you, the the three thousand other people who are listening to this uh, will agree with me. Besides you, obviously. but I'll tell you what, and this is hard to believe. And luckily, I don't have a fragile ego. Most people that I talk to or send me an email or two t totally agree with you most of the time, and and kind of laugh at you, <laughs> you know, giving me a hard time. But uh, you know, those people have. <laughs> I almost, I'm not going to say that because that would probably not be an appropriate thing to say. So I'll just move on to the fact that I agree. I think, I think you are spot on. Part of the problem, maybe a lot of the problem is there aren't any fans. It's not exciting to watch on. It's not, it's not a good TV product. It's a horrible radio product right now. And um, you don't have the beer vendors. You don't have the stuff going on in the, uh, you don't have anything going on. And, and I never thought about your last point, And that is they don't really want to show these people because it's just nothing but rows and rows of empty seats. And I don't get why baseball all of a sudden after 6,525 games without fans, they let fans in, in Dallas, Texas, where the coronavirus is going through the roof. And, oh, let's have a few fans go to the uh, Global Life Stadium and watch the NLCS. I mean, and now they'll be at the World Series. They're at the Chiefs games, but they're not at the Raiders games. They're at the Panther games, but they're not at the Packer games. I don't get Goodell, and I thought that Mighty Manfred, the Wonder Dog, was doing, you know, going to be consistent. And then all of a sudden, it's, oh, we're going to have people at the last uh, at the World Series. I'm going like... That doesn't, it almost, this is a big word, it almost exacerbates the entire problem by letting in a few people. What do you think of that word? Huh? Wow, that, uh, that, yes, I like that. Exacerbate. Right, it, 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 it exemplifies our point, Your which point. I, I, <laughs> which you made. <laughs> well, but I mean, it's, it, but it's true. And it's, and it's, okay, so here's, here's, here's the other thing when you talk about a live audience, you talk about uh, what makes, okay, if we're not watching a sporting event, here are a couple of things that, is, that have happened in the last month in our, in our entertainment world. There have been a, awards shows. There, I think the country music uh, had uh, an award show. I think there's been, it's not an Academy Award, but there, there have been uh, other musical awards programs that uh, we are used to seeing in historic uh, venues in especially in Los Angeles um, and these award shows have gone on as live events with nobody in these radio music city halls or or you know the the beautiful venues historic venues in Los Angeles and it's it's one of these things where okay uh there are five artists that have been nominated for male singer of the year and they don't show them in the audience because they're not in the audience but they're waiting in the wings of the stage and they come out live after they've been after they win the award and come out and and they get in front of the mic to accept their award and who are they accepting it in front of there's nobody in this beautiful venue and it's just weird. And, and I, I think that's how people like to me, I think that's really weird. And I tried watching the first one and there were, there's been a couple since, and there's no way I'd tune in to watch. But in the past, I used to watch those things on Sunday nights or whatever it was. Cause I thought they were, I thought they were entertaining. It, it held my, oh, wait a minute. Are you like an award show junkie or does, your wife, who's a television celebrity, have you watched them just for so she can comment on them in her job or something? Do you actually do you like the Oscars, the Emmys, the CMT Awards, the BET Awards, the Hula? You watch all that stuff, huh? I watch some of it. You're I a mean, bored guy. It's, inter it's entertaining. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Most of the time, those things are on when there's nothing else to watch. I mean, they strategically True. plan them on the calendar, so. So I'm like, okay. And 
sometimes, you know, uh, you know, movie awards. I'm, I'm one of these guys. I'm not a, I, I don't go to a lot of theater, uh, a lot of theaters to watch movies and stuff. So a lot of times we'll see what's been won, what's been highly, you know, watched and all that. And then we'll go watch them, you know, right. after the award shows, those types of things. But I, you know, my bottom line, my, 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 my point is, if you're not a if you're not a huge diehard sports fan right now, it is um, it's hard to watch some of these games just knowing, you know, everything's in, in a neutral site right now. I mean, the, just the fact that right. you know we have we had four True. teams left in baseball here this past week and and none of them were playing in their home venue. It's you know, I don't know. It's just it's just all part of it, I guess. It's just talking points for us. It's oh, just yeah. opinion, but. I wonder if they gave away for the for the five thousand fans that showed up. Do you think they gave Braves T-shirts and Dodger tree? I think that was like a like okay, we haven't had a giveaway all year, but here you can have a Mookie Betts jersey and go wear it and jump around like you're a Dodger fan, or do the tomahawk chop, which I think is racist, and the Chiefs had to get rid of it. And the Bra- anyway, I digressed, but I'll tell you what what I've noticed lately is the betting on TV, like uh, golf is one sport where, and, and Fox, Fox has a deal. Every NFL game, you can win a hundred thousand dollars. If you pick something and golf had a prop bet yesterday to see if Xander Shoffley would have a uh, better score on one hole than some other guy uh, that was leading. So it's dynamic. It's going on while, while the tournaments are going on, they come up with these bets, they put them on TV, and guys are attracted to golf because you can do prop bets. I mean, I don't I, – and I think that um, you and I have talked about that. It's, it's going to be with us. And so they get the fantasy people, they get the gambling people, then they lose all the real fans because I don't like fantasies. I'm not a big fantasy player, and I sure as heck don't like sabermetrics. I think analytics are so overblown and I'm not a big, I never bet on a, a sporting event. I would play blackjack if, if now there's a deal, if you could have television blackjack and you could like get on your TV with your remote and go and you, you win hey, or you lose. Um, yeah, don't, don't underestimate what, what they can do in the future. My friend, that could very well be there. That would be pretty cool. And I, I do think that the most exciting um, recordings, broadcasts, podcasts of the entire year have been the 15 or 20 we've done since you were sidelined by the fact that they stopped right in the middle of your spring training uh, baseball games. So I remember whether it was March 9th or whatever that was, and then you and I took up the, the uh, gauntlet and you were, you were so nice and it's been great. But, you know, through that whole four months, we would kind of laugh and figure out things were going to get better. And, you know, I don't think they did get better from a pandemic standpoint. They're kind of not so good right now. But I do think that everybody's, you know, the uh, the Hail Mary is the vaccine. So everybody's kind of waiting for that. But, man, yeah. you know, it's you know, sad. I- it is, it is, but you know, here's, here's my thought about, about this is I was really hoping that, you know, these, these pandemic uh, or these COVID numbers during this pandemic wouldn't um, increase again the way they have across the country. But, uh, you know, obviously it has, um, and that's something we have to deal with. But I think, I think along the way too, um, you know, you, you and I talked enough about this and I'm, I'm sure you've got. 10 friends out of 11 and I have 10 friends out of 11 who all agree that at some point we have to move forward and, and try to um, either make sports come back, make businesses come back, small businesses, restaurants, bars, whatever it is, everybody has to have, everybody has to have an opportunity to start coming back. And I think, you know, I think the biggest thing about the four pro sports when they did come back in, in um, July and August, somebody had to take the lead. And these are, these are the most wealthiest 
um, entertainment businesses in, in our world right now. And they took the lead and you can be as critical or you can be as happy as you want to be that they, they all did come back, but they did come back. They did have some setbacks, but there uh, was an NBA champion crown. There was a Stanley cup champion crown. There will be a world series champion crowned in the next week and a half. And there will be, um, a Super Bowl champion crowned in a couple of months, three months. You know, they are making their comeback. There's going to be a college football champion crowned in a couple of months as well. I mean, they're, they're making their comeback. And even without fans, it had to be done. You know, these, these, that has to be done. Small businesses have to somehow figure out a way to stay open. States have to help. I mean, all this stuff is, goes hand in hand. This pandemic is is gone on too long, but we can't, we can't, you know, ultimately you and I can't control the outcome of it. It's to me, it's still going to be, look, it happened March 11th and it's probably going to be until at least March or after before things even begin to turn normal again. Yeah. Even we're only, we're only seven months into this. People think, Oh, we only have a couple of more months to go to the end of 2020 and then things are going to turn because we're going to be done with this year. No, guess what? Yeah. Uh, make, make it a, cal- a full calendar year. You're only seven months into this if you're talking about a full year alone. No, that's right. I, I, and, you know, the NBA and the, and the NHL uh, defied the odds. And, they, you know, they got everybody into their bubble. And it worked. And, uh, you know, my cynical self says they, and it's not that cynical. It's, pra- it's pragmatic, just like baseball. They... They were searching. They were trying to get to that end of the rainbow, and uh, the NHL did it. Uh, they got the playoff money. The NBA did it. They got the playoff money. And amazingly, after the start with the Miami uh, Marlins and the uh, St. Louis Cardinals being just uh, you know COVID spreaders, um, and Manfred was ready to throw in the towel until the owner said, "Get your ass out there and figure out how to keep this from going south," and they did. And credit to to the teams that um, got them to where they are now. The seven, you know, seven down to the last potentially seven games in the uh, baseball season, and then you know, hopefully, uh, you know, as I said, I I was definitely not in favor of playing if I couldn't go watch the games. And is that selfish? You bet. But um, but that's okay. That's okay to feel that way. I mean, yeah, a lot well, of people feel that way. Man, I appreciate you saying that, man. <laughs> it's the only time I've said it, by the way. I know your compassion's overwhelming, but yeah. um, the uh, you know Wisconsin has a Kansas City quarterback going. I think um, I think the kid from Blue Valley has taken over the reins, and and I, I tell you Mertz. what, Graham Mertz. Yeah. So, and again, I I don't want to beat a a dead horse about how artificial. Like yeah, uh, I can sing on Wisconsin and get Bucky Beaver. No, Bucky Badger. Sorry, the Beavers. Bucky Beaver. <laughs> I think he's on the West Coast. Bucky. Oh man. <laughs> so <laughs> the uh, what's amazing is the way I figured if Wisconsin just cancels every game, you know, at the end we got a few guys that got sick. We we're going to follow the protocols. They'll not only get to the Rose Bowl, but they'll be ranked number one if they just stop, don't play. They've moved up in the ratings every week, and they have yet to play a game. I think they're 15 in the country now in front of my 5-0, and 5-0, and and we're not talking about the Bears because they lost, the Southern Methodist University Mustangs. Ooh, I know, baby. I did see uh, – um, let's see – the other night I watched Southern Mess. Uh, uh, who'd they play? Uh, Southern Miss or Methodist? I'm talking Methodist. about. Yeah, they played. Uh, I think they played I, see, Tulane. I watched, I watched Old Miss. I've watched Southern Miss, Southern Methodist. Tulane, yeah. Yeah. That's who, yeah Overtime. That's who we saw the other day, yeah. Yeah. See, I'm trying they, to watch as much as I can. They beat the Memphis Tigers. Um, which was a pretty big win for SMU that got him over the hump of. So, yeah, I mean, this could be the best start they've had since the death penalty. And that was, 
Probably before you were born. No, I remember that because uh, didn't Forrest Gregg coach them to bring them back out of the death penalty, or did he, he coach them into the death penalty? No, no, no. He brought them. He brought them out. You're exactly right. And speaking See? of again, uh, <laughs> you know, there's everything. Hall of Fame Green Bay Packers. Everything. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna move this around a little bit if I can. There we go. Now you okay. probably can't. You probably can't make that out, but up at the top it says Super Bowl Twenty. Yeah, uh, I see the that. Chicago Bears took on the New England Patriots, and uh, it was a route. Walter Payton didn't score, but I have a ticket, two tickets. One was signed by Bart Starr. Really? The other by Forrest Gregg. Of well, uh, uh, to Super Bowl Twenty? Yeah, they were there. I was at some party, and. Uh, Saw him at the party, and uh, um, they signed my tickets. Wow, for us, that's Greg. awesome. There you go. How they about are, that? Uh, Name somebody else. Of, Jackie Retina. <laughs> I'm just One kidding. of these days, uh, maybe on our next uh, podcast, uh, I want to tell you a pretty great story that I had uh, with uh, Forrest Gregg and Mike Ditka while they were still coaching their respective teams back in that era you're talking about. It's a, it's a great story and I won't, I won't do it now because that'll right. be a teaser. That'll be a nice teaser for everybody to stay tuned for on the next podcast. And that'll be coming. I think after the, the game seven, we'll do uh, our next podcast yeah. after yeah. the Rays pull an upset over the Dodgers in five games. Because if we if we do one in between, we're going to have to actually try to figure out who's on the Rays, and that's not going to happen. So. Now, I've on my phone, I've got their lineup, and I even looking at their lineup, I you know I was gonna I was gonna test you to see, but um, if if I could read this, which I can't now, um, you got your Choi, you've got Rosarina, a Rosarina, a guy named Meadows, a guy named Lowe or something. Yeah, he's supposed to be there. Margot, you know. Margot, yeah. Some, some guy named Margot. Wendell, I don't know. I mean, it's like it's like Joe Madden still coaching him. Well, oh, there you I are. mean, I here, thought for a minute you disappeared. They they haven't changed. They haven't changed a bit. No. You know, if you think about it, and and God Almighty, what what if they were able to pull this one off? The Dodgers haven't won a World Series. Wouldn't since that be 88? awesome? It seems like they knock on the door. Think about how many years they've been knocking on the door and how much, like how many billions of dollars they have spent in, in player payroll. You know, here, here's, if I could have anybody off of the Dodgers based the, the uh, non-pitchers, and I'm not a fan of them. I mean, he's hard, but I think everybody sort of, he may be the most, you were right before when you said it's a likable team. Um, I think his name's Jack Peterson. I think it's his first name. Yeah. I'm not sure. Jack, yeah. He J-O-C. gets fatter every year. The DH was made for him, and the sucker can hit. I mean, he's yeah. hit in every playoff series he's ever been in. You know, and yeah. he, he does that weird stuff, and he looks like he's a bowling guy or a curling guy. I'll be like that, curling, huh? Yeah. <laughs> we love that in our state. Oh, we get, that's right. Uh, that's exactly. I'd like to know, like, here's what you need to do. You need to get back up to um, Tomahawk in the, in the middle of winter, and you need to go curling is what you need to do. I would Have you love ever curled? That. No. Uh, I, I curled once. I think that and would be. Do you, know, do you know how curling works? Well, I know that you got a rock. You know, they call it a rock. I know. But but physically, so here's what you have to do, and then and then I know we have to wrap this up. Drink. So you you put a you put like almost like a plastic toe cover over one of your shoes. Oh, all right, and yeah, it's new. your lead. It's your lead. So when you when you are, I think they I, I can't remember if they call it throwing. I think they call it throwing the rock, but you're actually gliding it on the ice. I can't wait to see if there's any people that are listening to this actually have curled. But anyway, so you have this, this plastic, I call it a plastic slipper, basically. And it's only on one foot. It's your lead foot that, that um, 
you you throw the rock and you slide this rock down the ice and you actually have to balance your body on that one lead foot like to me it'd be my right foot and believe me you can like slip in a half a second and fall on your ass or you figure out how to stay stay down and slide with this rock so you can keep it centered and then of course you've got the the broom sweepers See, I want to be the broom guy because yeah, well, I don't want to squat have, down. I think you rotate no, around. You have to do it you all. Do. You do. And then, and then the most important thing, Jamie, about curling. And this is getting to the end of the show. Come on, folks. This is, this is the best. So <clears throat> the most important thing about, about my, my little description of curling is that in every uh, curling uh, arena or shack or whatever you want to call it, there is a quarter barrel of beer to be shared by all. <laughs> Roll out the barrel, baby. Roll out the barrel. All right. We're going to get together either during or after the World Series for a little season wrap-up. And then the good news is we start next year with our previews and then our predictions and then how your career is going throughout the playoffs next year. <laughs> this will be great. I have no, I have no career right <laughs> yeah, now. <laughs> okay. Well, luckily you got a great wife. All right, buddy. We'll exactly. wrap it. Be good. Lighter side of sports. I love to say that because then I got a few guys that go, dude, it's the lighter side of baseball. You say the name, the wrong show. Lighter side of baseball. Uh, got to find a sponsor. All right, man. Be safe. All right. See You're ya. the best. So there you have it, folks. <laughs> oh, man, I love Craig. He's such a good guy, and uh, he and Nelly were a good team, and it's just fun to keep in touch with Craig because uh, uh, we we get to talk about anything and everything and things that don't include baseball. I mean, we're going to hear about curling other than on the lighter side of baseball. Uh, and the segue to Forrest Craig, I got to tell you, legendary segues right here on Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, Apple iTunes and uh, my, I think I still have a Facebook page. They tell me that I've got a Twitter account and I've got a, what's the other thing? That little, um, you put pictures on there. I don't remember. What the heck? We got it. So for Jamie Retsky and Craig Kashan, man, on the lighter side of baseball, we got the World Series coming up. And then we have three months off into the spring training with a vaccine, I hope. And uh, that's it. So I can't cheer anybody up any more than that. Uh, everybody be safe, and uh, we will talk when the uh, when the World Series is over. So, for Jamie Rusky and Craig Kishan again on the lighter side of baseball, be good, be safe, crank them down the middle for you guys playing golf. <laughs> <laughs>